It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Up and at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. You're tuned in to episode 436 of the Back Row Morning Show, proudly a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Radio Matt, the station manager and chief radio nerd here at LTN. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. And I'm Mo, sidekick to the chief radio nerd, here to bring the facts and the fire to your day. Now, where's the coffee? Today on the show, we take our first look at the metaverse. <laughs> also on the show today, meet the Hypermillers. But first, today is Monday, January 24th, 2022. <laughs> 2022. Someone already reminded me in chat, too, that it's 2022. And I still haven't changed it. And we got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Today is National Compliment Day. Hey. Hey, Mo, you aight. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, aight. Some people like me a little more than I, but that's okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> Where's my compliment? Uh, I gave hey, you a Matt, compliment. Hey, <laughs> Matt. You got a big head. That's not a compliment. Which means you have a big brain. You're That's smart, my friend. It's not scientifically accurate either. <laughs> <laughs> no. See, here's the thing. I'm the one always giving you compliments. Always. I'm always being kind to you. Always. Always the nice friend. <sighs> and I never get compliments. <laughs> never. I'm just kidding. You my best friend, homie. Mm -hmm. It's also mm -hmm. National Peanut Butter Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll compliment peanut butter all day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are, you, mean, are you a peanut butter fan? I do really like peanut butter. Like, I don't like peanut butter in a sandwich. So I guess like the traditional way that most people think of eating <laughs> peanut butter, or at least most Americans, I should say, <laughs> think of eating peanut butter. It's not how I prefer it but how, how do you eat it i mean on a steak ew <laughs> i don't like it in a sandwich but i'm not dumb <laughs> i like to put peanut butter on my waffles and my pancakes okay yeah uh basically with any like breakfast food so it's a breakfast deal for you it actually like i'll is. have it on toast every now and then where yes, it's kind of melty uh -huh. oh mm, mm, yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't begrudge you. I like peanut butter cookies. Your peanut butter preferences. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter cookies are good. They are... But they gotta the... be... I don't like them when they have peanuts in them. Though. Oh, no. The cookies? No. No. That, peanut butter cookies are the first cookies that I ever learned to make, and it was three ingredients. Peanut butter, egg, sugar. That was it. You mix it together, you make little round balls of the peanut butter dough and you bake it and then you press your fork in it in both directions and my best cookies ever my favorite cookie is the peanut butter cookie with the little hershey's kiss smooshed oh, down in the middle of it something i i don't know what they're called uh, but they're buckeyes fantastic. buckeyes buckeyes don't know i was Good, gonna though. say bullseyes but the, i was like that is not right <laughs> i'm pretty sure they're called buckeyes uh, our friend uh, Brian in chat says he liked peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. Peanut butter and pickles. <clears throat> we, I, I mean, Taco Box down here, our local, our very local mm. uh, taco place has a peanut butter burger. It's been yeah. on their menu for years. People swear by it. Mm -hmm. And it's got pickles on it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But, oh, well. Uh, hey, it's also National Just Do It Day. Yeet. So let's Nike it. Yeah. Has nothing to do with Nike. I know. <laughs> I don't know if it came first or second. Did you know that Nike was a Greek goddess? No. Yeah. 
I love Don't peanut ask butter me. on a slice of cheese. On a slice of cheese? I mean, <gasps> to be fair, he did follow that up by saying only because I can't eat bread. That doesn't. So that's like one of those things, you know, <laughs> people who can't drink milk have to opt for almond milk, like we discussed last week. <laughs> so, I mean, I hope that it's just like a, I do this because of lack of options thing and not because I like the way it tastes. Thank you, Anonymous Gifter, for the sub you gave to Tristan. Tristan, enjoy your new emotes. Um, yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter on cheese. What kind of cheese? There's so many different cheese options. I'm, I'm curious now. I'll, I'll you know, put that in the chat. I'll read it when we get to it. What else we got? I That's it. Oh, oh, my bad. It's also Community Manager Appreciation Day. Yay! So is this when we say, we appreciate you, Tyranny? It is. Hey! Tyranny, silver, we appreciate yeah, you. Silver Tyranny. Tyranny, silver. <laughs> Whoever you are. Whatever name you go by. Uh-huh. We appreciate you. We appreciate but just for today. you. And we love you. Don't get used to it. And we think you're great. You're <laughs> the awesomest. And go have a... Peanut butter sandwich. Just do it. Peanut butter and cheese sandwich. So, uh, yeah, I wrapped all <laughs> the holidays into one. <laughs> and uh, anyone who is unaware of who we're talking about, Tyranny is our community manager for Love Thy Nerd. So she is uh, head over like our Facebook group and our Discord. And she's quick with the band hammer. She does really good. <laughs> She does do really good. And in a way that's not like, we hate you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in a she's, very, very, she's very mild-mannered. Gracious and kind <laughs> way. Yeah. All right. Well, how was your week, Mo? Uh, you know what? It was not bad at all. At all. At all. At all. It like was last not week, we bad. had two vastly different weeks to report. Yeah. Like yours was rough and mine was just chill watching movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that was the difference of, I'm, well, no, that was the similarity in kids going back to school, Yeah, but the difference <laughs> of parent versus educator. <laughs> um, no, so this week was actually scheduled as a short week for school because of Martin Luther King Day on Monday, so we didn't have school on Monday, and then we ended up having a snow day and i know that you can't see this but matt is doing air quotes (laughs) um around snow day because i mean we got a a dusting we had a dusting of drop the driest snow on the planet yeah uh but that really wasn't why we got the day off (laughs) i was telling her like when i was going to school here if we had a forecast of like five inches the next day they'd say okay well we'll let you know in the morning and if we got you know three or less they'd be like okay two hour delay we'll see you at 10 but here it's like half a day before like school's barely out and they're like you know what we're just going to cancel tomorrow just in case we had like a 30 percent chance Mm -hmm. of a dusting during one hour overnight yeah they're like it's gonna snow so we're gonna cancel then we got a, a later article that explained well it was also a kind of a staff recuperation day because just like everywhere else yeah. Short on non covid teachers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So we have had several teachers in our building out just due to, you know, quarantining or exposures or whatever. Um, and so it it's gotten to the point to where everybody who is there and healthy and able to work is being <laughs> pulled in every single direction possible. Yeah. Um, and we also are running on about 30% the amount of subs that we need as a district. And so, yeah, we don't have many options. And there's a lot, a lot of schools in New Mexico are getting like national guard people coming in as subs Yeah, because we're out, (laughs) we're out of subs, out of teachers, Yeah, which is, uh, weird. I keep trying to convince Chris that he just needs to apply for a teaching position and just go full on teacher. I mm. mean, he easily could. And then he we could. would be 
on the same easy <laughs> schedule. Have summer breaks off. Have Christmas breaks off. Man, it'd be so nice. It'd be nice. It really would. <laughs> um, but also, I am really, 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 really thankful that we had the snow date. And not just because I was having to pull so many extra duties. I can't think of any other word other than that. And I hate that. But anyway, whatever. Um, extra duties. Mo's got extra duties every day. I was having to day. pull extra duties. <laughs> pull extra that, duties. So, you know. Uh, but because I gave my testimony Thursday night at Celebrate Recovery, um, and I realized Thursday morning that every revision that I have done of my testimony in the past was done in Word, which apparently you don't just have on your computer <laughs> anymore. It's a part of You've never office. did. It's always been a part of office. <laughs> well, I don't know. Anyway. Um, and so when I went in yesterday to pull it up, I was like, it tells me, um, your office subscription has ended or has expired. Mm-hmm. Pay $70 <laughs> to renew. And I was like, heck no, I'm not. I clearly haven't used Word or Office since the last time I revised my testimony, which was years ago. So no, yeah. I'm not. Uh-uh, it's not <laughs> happening. Ooh, uh-uh. Oh, uh-uh. So I spent the majority of yesterday. Well, Thursday, sorry. Um, completely rewriting my testimony. So I was incredibly thankful oh, for the well, snow went, day. You know, it went really well. Thanks. Uh, I was very proud of you. Thanks. I think a few months ago we talked about how <laughs> when you give your testimony, there are parts of it that are very intense. But as the person giving their testimony, if you're a good testimony giver, I should say, <laughs> um, you try to throw in some... Humor. Humor. Some jokes. Uh-huh. To just lighten the mood a little bit because it is very heavy. But for whatever reason, every other time I've given my testament last night, oh, I keep doing that. Thursday night was the sixth time that I've given my testimony overall. And so every other time prior to that, every time I'd give a joke, it was like crickets in the audience. Nobody would say <laughs> anything. I they would wouldn't. laugh. On laugh. purpose, I'd be in the back and I would purposefully laugh even. Yeah, if but it then wasn't that funny. was kind of awkward. <laughs> like <laughs> nobody thought, else in the everybody, room. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, I thought they were friends. Why is he laughing right now? <laughs> Doesn't he know? I was being is a he bro. not listening? I was being a bro. Anyway, but. <laughs> Thursday night, people laughed. They laughed a lot. People laughed. Every, like every one of your jokes landed. I was so proud of myself. It was very good. <laughs> and that's the first thing I said to Matt when he came up and gave me a fist bump and said, good job. I said, thanks. People laughed at my jokes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyway. So you've, gone, you've given it six times already. Yes. Huh? I had wow. counted it up. Counted it up. Yes, Thursday. Counting the time that we did the interview style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that counts. Yep. Um, yeah, Sippy, uh, Sippy texts me. He's like, when can I put you down for your testimony? I'm like, I, I didn't respond right away. I'm like, I didn't tell you I was going to do my testimony. <laughs> then the next day he's like, are you willing to give your testimony? <laughs> I said, yeah, but put me on the back half of the year. I'm just, I haven't given it in a while, but I gave it like, I want to say three dozen times over the course of that 10 years. And I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm storied out for a little while. Mm. Need a break. You just got to do like I did and rewrite it. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I'll have to. Yeah. Oh. It's been long enough. Um, all right. Quick updates before I get to my week here. Uh, Tristan says that he eats his, his cheese and peanut butter sandwich with no bread just the the bread is the cheese with whatever cheese he's got in the fridge so oh okay i mean so. i guess and uh i don't know if you saw bella Tajali's little uh little comment she's an internal auditor 
for the Guam Department of Education, and they're detailing her to teach algebra at high school on Monday. <laughs> okay, then. They're desperate, man. Yeah, have they're fun. All desperate. Have fun with that. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, my week has been uh, um, full and exciting. Uh, this past Monday, uh, myself, uh, Frost, who heads up the LTN Twitch channel, and Tyranny Albright, who we already mentioned is the community manager, we have all been officially added as staff members to Love Thy Nerd. It's official. Yeah. I mean, we're not doing anything different as of yet, but I'm sure that will change. I'm sure we will get more uh, responsibility moving forward. But what that does mean is that we get to start um, kind of fundraising as a build up, building a partnership team as a nerd culture missionary with Love Thy Nerd. Uh, so we're really excited about that. It's, it's, it is, that's, that's the word. It's official. It's a big deal. And uh, we're the first, first group of non, first group of non-founders, I guess, that have been added to the staff, um, aside from one person who has already come and gone. Uh, and so it's, it's really a big deal for them. It took them a, a good while to even come to that point where they were comfortable <laughs> with it. So we're excited to be a part of that. Yeah. Uh, I know Frost and Silver are just as excited as I am and, uh, means, means, means a big deal, big deal to us. This is when we need one of those little buttons over there where you press the, uh, like audience clap, clapping oh, and I'd have that. Hold on. Let me see. Do I have audience clapping? So I can say, congratulations. See? <laughs> Perfection. <laughs> All right. Hold on. I got a story. We're not ending. Are you ready? We're not ending. We have a lot more to do. <laughs> well, I, you know what I mean. We're not going to the next portion tell, tell yet. Tell your story. Well, you cut me off. You wouldn't let me finish. So... Do you have anything else to say no. <laughs> about your week? Because you cut me off and you wouldn't let me finish. Exactly. I thought that you were about to transition into the next part of the show, and yeah, I I'm did done. not want you to go I'm there done. yet. Let's go. Go ahead. What's okay. <laughs> I mean, I have to let all of our listeners and, and those who are hanging out with us on Twitch right now in on the funniest part of Thursday night. Oh, okay. What was the funniest part? See if, if you are on the same page as me. Uh -huh. That was a hint right there. Page. See if you're on the same page oh, as me. Oh, yeah. Bo, <laughs> Mo doesn't know how printers work. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. So here's the thing. Uh, when you give a Celebrate Recovery testimony, they're typically somewhere between... It's supposed to be roughly 20 minutes. Yeah, about 12 pages is what they like oh, to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 Double yeah. space, 12 pages anyway. So I get it all typed up, ready to go. Go to print it at home and our printer is out of ink. Wouldn't you know? So we, I email it over to Chris. We run up to the church. He runs over to the church office um, while I'm in the building that we do Celebrate Recovery in. And he is printing my testimony off for me. He comes over, hands it to me. It's paper clipped together. I look at the front page really quick. Looks good. I go set it on the podium where I'm going to be giving my testimony from. Don't even think about it after that. We eat. We have worship. Sippy introduces me. I go up. I start reading the first page. And then I slide the page to the side as I'm moving on to the next part, the next page of my testimony, and all of a sudden, oh, hold on just one second. Bear with me. My pages are not in order. And so I start very quickly searching through the pages. Were your pages numbered? No. Yeah. That's a rookie move right there. Whatever. <laughs> I put a page number at the top corner and the bottom corner. That would have been smart. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to go and do now? <laughs> anyway, um, so I start flipping, 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 and I'm realizing that I do not have nearly enough pages. <laughs> and I cannot find the next part of what I'm supposed to be you saying. You're in the middle of a story, too, yeah, yeah. On, the, on the page. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I call out to 
one of our leaders who was sitting next to my stuff, and I told her, can you please bring me my bag? I'm just going to have to read my testimony from my phone. And just at that same time, I flipped the page over and noticed that it was printed front and back. And so... <laughs> so her the friend jumped up and's running with the bag. Oh, never mind. Turns around, runs back to the seat. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it was within what? The first like minute and a half, two mm-hmm. minutes. Of... It didn't bode well for the rest. So I'm glad that it didn't actually derail you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh. Here we go. Oh goodness. Uh-huh. But it, I, Matt is front row. <laughs> One of the first two people that I see, you know, he's within eye. It's not eye shot, is it? Eye, eye shot? Eye shot. Yeah, like ear shot. Eye shot? Is eye shot a thing? I'm in your field of vision. You're in my field of vision. Yeah, exactly. It's be a thing now. She was an eye shot of me. Shut up. <laughs> Um, and I can, t- <laughs> I can see. I guns. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Oh, <laughs> he crosses funny. his arms and sinks down into his chair and puts his, oh, his gosh. head in his hand. And he just feels all this embarrassment for me. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but hey, I, Look, I feel like I just I rolled with it and played it off really well. No, and... it was actually quite entertaining. <laughs> um, nothing beats a time when I swallowed a fly. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> tried to power through it and could not. <laughs> just talking. Why do I? Oh, I will say I read my testimony to the boys before we left the house, just kind of as like a practice run, you know, and they were home and they've heard it before. So nothing in it was new to them. But I cried through the entire thing as I'm reading it to them. And at one point, Topher goes, Mom, if you got to skip a part, that's okay, Skip it. And Cannon goes, no, if she can't make it through it right now, then she's not going to be able to make it through it tonight. <laughs> and I was like, the, like I'm crying, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. nodding my head. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's right. <laughs> but as I went to walk up um, on the stage, I popped out to Cannon, who was helping Chris with security. And I said, hey, pray that your mama doesn't cry. And he says, uh-uh, I'm praying that you do cry. It adds to it. <laughs> It does. Whatever. It does. But I didn't cry. <laughs> you reminded me we have all these sound effects. <laughs> I wonder if people can hear them. Can y'all hear the sound effects out there? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, I didn't cry. I was quite proud of myself. Yeah, you did a great job. Thanks. <laughs> all right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we've got your weird news for the day. Stick around. Hey everyone, I'm Kip Wilkinson, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing the movie Spider-Man No Way Home. In 2016, Tom Holland came swinging into the Marvel Cinematic Universe during the epic events of Captain America Civil War. Marvel fans had been longing and hoping for the friendly neighborhood web-slinger to arrive in the MCU, and when that unmistakable red and blue suit finally appeared, there were cries of joy throughout the land. Since then, Holland's Spider-Man has continued to appear in the major Marvel events such as Infinity War and Endgame. In No Way Home, Peter Parker is reeling from the shock of having his secret identity revealed. Peter's world is turned upside down as people begin attacking those closest to him. In a desperate attempt to find peace for himself and his friends, Peter seeks help from Doctor Strange. As Strange works to remove Spider-Man's true identity from the minds of the world, Peter keeps interrupting the spell. And with each interruption, things get complicated. Now, villains from across the multiverse are appearing. Each seems to know the true identity of Spider-Man, and they all want revenge. If you're a comic book fan, then this is a movie that you do not want to miss. Spider-Man No Way Home is a love letter to comic book nerds that needs to be read. Well, seen. 
I guess it's a visual love letter. Eh, you get the idea. There were several moments during this movie that I cheered, and I can count on one hand how many movies I've cheered for in a theater. Spider-Man has been my favorite comic hero since I was a kid. I'll never forget seeing Tobey Maguire don the mask and swing through New York City. For me, that was the beginning of a, a deep love not just for Spider-Man, but for the superhero genre in general. And I felt that same excitement and joy watching this movie. What I enjoyed the most was that this was a story about redemption. I left the theater being reminded that no one is beyond saving, and that everyone deserves to be given a second chance. I'm Kip Wilkinson, and remember, with great power comes great responsibility. And hey, for some Bible nerdiness, please check out my channel on YouTube by simply searching Kip Wilkinson. the back row morning show i'm radio matt and i'm mo and hey make sure you're following us on all the socials we're on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok just search for at the back row ltn and connect with us now it's time for mo's fact of the day uh women and children prefer creamy peanut butter while most men opt for chunky really yeah most men like a majority of men that's what it says most men you like what you like your peanut butter like you like your wife chunky (laughs) (laughs) hey hold up there is a story there (laughs) disavow disavow all of this hold on listen to me (laughs) it's compliment day saying that now. Deidre doesn't listen anyway, so she won't care. I mean... (laughs) Okay, listen. Listen. There was a time where Deidre was super, super, super tiny. Remember? Very tiny. So tiny. I didn't like it. See? She was too bony. She was a skeleton for a little while. You made comments about how her elbows were too bony and they hurt. Oh, Uh everything was too bony. And you said... You like her a little, <laughs> like a little more chunky. See? <laughs> See? <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> you can't make a reference like that before informing me that it's coming because <laughs> I don't get it right away. That's funny. Man! Oh, gosh, that's funny. I'm not just the worst person ever, okay? Good grief. And she was, I will say, she was so tiny. (laughs) Then she got pregnant for the first time, and that was out the window. (laughs) Matt said, I'll keep you pregnant if you're not going to be bony anymore. that's it, yeah. (laughs) Every time she started losing too much weight, well, time for another kid. (laughs) So Chad says, Mo, that's a you and Matt story, maybe not a radio story. Here's the thing. There really is no such thing. Like, Essentially. Yeah. Um, Not that we've been given permission, per se, from our spouses to just be open books, <laughs> but they're not stopping us. I so. mean, they know who we are. It's been years. Yeah. <laughs> they know who we are, who their spouse is, and yet they also know who the other is. Chris <laughs> knows Matt well enough, and Deidre knows me well enough. <laughs> there are no secrets. Yep. Okay. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's I don't know why the CDC is calling me. To right our now. weird, you've been exposed. We're all sick again. Now right. it's over to our weird news desk. Uh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, there we go, guys. We Hold switched on. things up. Yeah. Here's a news story. <laughs> you might now have oh, heard. Not darn. <laughs> Here's a news story you might not have heard. It's going to be on every single one of them, so just be prepared for that. Meet the Hyper Millers. Guys, Hyper Millers. You want to know what this is? This is people who are enraging motorists everywhere by driving extremely slow in order to get the best fuel mileage. Oh, my gosh. These people. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. The Ford Mustang Mach-E electric car can hit 60 miles an hour from a standstill in 3.5 seconds. 
Fergal McGrath prefers to keep his needle stuck at a grandfatherly 40 miles per hour. He's after a different kind of bragging rights. Mr. McGrath is a hypermiller, someone who tries to coax as much mileage as possible from their fuel, whether gas or electric. The practice requires driving at a plodding pace to conserve energy, around 40 to 50 miles on a gas-powered vehicle. The efficiency sweet spot on an electric car can be agonizingly slow, sometimes below 30 miles an hour. Uh, in 2018, Sean Mitchell and a companion spent 32 hours in a Tesla Model 3 circling a one-mile loop of public roadways dotted with chain restaurants and hotels near Denver's airport. Puttering along at 25 miles an hour, a highlight included receiving burritos from friends via a fishing net hung out of the Tesla's window to avoid stopping. So this is a, this is a like world record setting kind of thing as well. But no, I, I believe my town... I believe everybody that lives along the main road that my house is off of, my neighborhood is off of, uh-huh. are one of these people. Because every time I get on this main road, they're going at least 10 to 15 miles an hour under the speed limit, which is already only 35 on the road. Like, it is so frustrating and infuriating. And the road is small enough that you aren't supposed to pass people because it's a neighborhood and you don't do that. But I have angrily <laughs> sped past many of these people. And they're not like, you know, I used to think maybe they were like elderly folks because yeah, sometimes no. that happens. No, yeah, no. they're mm -mm. just normal people. Yeah. They're just like, la, la, la. We are, our town I'm is gonna, definitely full of them. <laughs> I'm going to put my car in drive and not put my foot on the pedal. That's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. Just let the car decide how fast we're going to go. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Also, hey, Matt, I got to point something out to you. And it is hypermiler. You're right. Hypermiler, not hypermiller. Sorry about that, chat. Hyper Miler. What? Never mind. Is that I what just it was? Did it. <laughs> when you wrote it. I did write it. Right. Uh-huh. And yeah. so I read it as meet the Hyper Millers yeah, earlier. Right. But then as KY pointed it out, hey, maybe it's mild. You're absolutely right. I wrote, I read it wrong and then I just ran with it yeah. from there on. I mean, it makes more sense. Does. Does. I was trying to figure out who the Millers were <laughs> and and why we are hyper Millers if we drive dumb. Also, if any of you are hyper Millers, I apologize. So for the, the people that did the uh, 2018 32 hour circle thing, like how did they pee and poop? 32 hours. I mean, you're not, eating, and you're eating burritos. Not everybody poops like you and my husband. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, not everybody poops. No, oh, there's a book. <laughs> everybody everybody poops. poops. That is, yep, you're right. <laughs> um, but yes, Oriole, exactly. Mountain, Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> exactly. Look, it is not as easy as it seems for guys to just pee in bottles in front of other people <clears throat> in a car. Okay. Uh, listen. <laughs> Uh, oh man, what year was it? I don't remember. We went and visited California. Mila was young. Mila was actually potty training. That's how young she was. And we were stuck heading into San Francisco in traffic, like not quite in the city, right? bumper to bumper traffic. And we had Chris's grandmother and great aunt with us. Okay. Um, Chris is driving and he's like, I have to pee. I have to pee. So we do one of those. What is it where you get out and you run around and switch drivers? What's it's, that called? It's an uh, offensive name. So oh, okay. Never mind then. <laughs> we did one of those things. But a something fire drill is what it's called. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> we did, um, one of those. He runs to the back where his grandmother and great aunt are sitting grabs a Mountain Dew bottle, <laughs> turns his body so that his back is facing towards them, and fills the bottle up. It would, you would have to be in so much pain that there's literally no way you can stop yourself from going, I think, to really do that. Most men, anyway. Well, and so he had been complaining for a while that he needed to pee, that he mm -hmm. really needed to pee. And finally, his grandmother's like, Christopher, then pee. And just go, man. Yeah. And he's go. like, what am I supposed to do? There's bottles back here. Pee in a bottle. Grandma, I don't want to pee in front. You think I've never seen you pee before? Well, what about Aunt Lois? You think I've never seen you pee before? And he's like, fine. 
Mego, come get in the driver's seat. All right. Now, in our chat, people are saying, do you want to have an argument about which gender has a harder time peeing in the car? Look, I'm not saying that women have it any easier. I'm just saying people assume it's really easy for guys to just pee in a bottle in the car. It's like a it's like a thing on TV shows and all this kind of It's not that easy. Stage fright is a common thing. <laughs> so... I can't even pee... In a urinal, if somebody else is in another urinal, even if it's like five stalls down, like you want privacy. All people want privacy and your bladder does too. So some of my best stories with my children come around the potty training years. And I won't say which child this happened to, but it was one of my boys and we were in Verona and it was raining and we were stuck inside of our van um, and one of them had to pee terribly bad and so this was the first time they ever peed in a bottle Mm. and so i'm trying to explain to them how the process works you know and so after a good like the bottle is filling there's (laughs) very little room left and it's been well over a minute and a half and i'm like how many ounces does a human bladder hold are you are you done (laughs) are are you done you're done yeah okay you're done Pull the bottle away, and that child is definitely not done and pees all over the van. <laughs> and so then, of course, I'm like trying to put the bottle back in place. No, no, no! Stop, stop, stop! Mm-hmm. Yes. Super fun. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's yep. so mm-hmm. funny. I've definitely had way more than 16 ounces, just so you know, chat. I know the human blood is supposed to hold 16 ounces, but I've, I've beaten that record before. It's rough. It's rough, guys. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we dive into our main topic. Stick around. We here at Love Thine Earn emphasize intentional community. Join our Facebook group by searching for Love Thy Nerd Community. And if you not only like us, but you like like us like us, you should join our Discord server at lovethynerd.com slash Discord and jump in on some of our game night streams. Bottom line, we want to hang out with you. Come join us. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember that we air our full morning shows first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, you can find our four full shows and our weekly main podcast by searching the Back Row Morning Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast apps. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. Or don't. We're not your parents, and we won't be mad. Just disappointed. Now, before we jump into our discussion, Mo and I also have a side venture called Backrow Games, home of several Christian tabletop games, including our two most popular, Judge Not and Sunday School Answers. Sunday School Answers is the original Christian knockoff of Cards Against Humanity. All of the awkward fun without the need to bathe in bleach afterwards to get all the sin off. We've got some big updates for you. First of all, there are two new booster packs now available. The 2021 booster pack, adding more pandemic era fun to the game, and the Holy Veggies pack with cards inspired, but not officially licensed, by a classic show centered around a Christian tomato and cucumber. And we've got lots more coming out in the next few months. February, we've got the sports booster pack coming out uh, and the parenting booster pack. And then in March, we are releasing our largest expansion yet, the White Box, with 266 new cards to add to your original game. And it's big enough that it could just be your starting point, if you'd like. You can check it all out and get your copy of Sunday School Answers at backrowgames.com. So we've been speculating on 
how the world will next evolve uh, next evolve in technology a lot this past year like we like every week mo rolls her eyes as i bring up a new story about uh, ai and brainless space blobs and self-reproducing frog robots and <laughs> all kinds of terrifying terminator-esque technology that's just <laughs> I, I don't know if i roll my eyes as much as i die a little inside and i mean really you're probably doing me a favor because if i continue to die a little inside every time then by the time it all happens i'll be dead right i won't have to live through it we uh talked about autonomous cars a couple weeks ago we talked about transporters last week uh just briefly uh, at the end of our wednesday show and all of that robots autonomous car systems transporters all of that might grow obsolete before they're even fully implemented into society thanks to the internet and more specifically the metaverse our world is growing more and more ingrained into the internet uh, i think we took giant leaps forward out of necessity in the last two years because of COVID. Yeah. Where we realized, even if it's not an ideal situation, we can function virtually for a lot of the things that we do. Especially, okay. we saw a lot of jobs realize that things can be done via, via telecommuting rather mm -hmm. than actually having to go in there. There's a lot of businesses that have not come back to office settings and are making no plans to because they realize they can function just as well. Virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of schools. Now, schools were rougher because, like, no schools were really set up to do at-home learning. And most of that just snapped into place within, like, a month's time. Yeah. It's like, nope, we have to do this now. Boom. Everybody's schooling from home. And so there was a, there was a period of of awkwardness and not knowing what program to use and, and they're not really being a perfect program out there. And mm -hmm. then by the time the next school year rolled around, we had Google classroom stepping up for a lot of places. We had a couple other programs in place that had built themselves around this idea or, or built themselves up for more than they were before, uh, to be the perfect option for an online classroom. So we've seen those things happen. We've seen this happen pretty quickly, uh, with not a whole lot of hiccups. Now, of course, there's always going to be exceptions, but right. for the most part, it was a fairly successful transition necessitated by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so through that, we've also seen the growth of more things being able to be done online. Uh, one of the things that was really in an early stage that I think we'll see in the future was uh, in wrestling. In wrestling, for a brief period of time, there were no fans in attendance. Mm -hmm. But there were still two or three wrestling shows put on by the major companies every week. Right. And so WWE had an interesting solution. They came up with the Thunderdome, which was a whole big line of screens against one side of the arena, the, the, the one that would be the background for the people wrestling on the hard camera side. And these people got to watch the program as if they were seated in the arena. And mm -hmm. then we also got to see their reactions all from their webcam, all from home. Right. Which was an early on idea. It's not going to feel like you're actually there, but that is a place that we might be able to get to in the future. Virtually attending sporting events well, you're not actually there. You're still at home in the couch. We're going to talk about all these kind of things. Most of the things, like I said, can be do online. Metaverse, though, will allow this to be done instantaneously for pretty much everything. Now, the metaverse is touted to be a combination of virtual reality, which has been around for a while. And some of it's really good. Some of it's really weird. Mm -hmm. um, but we talked about early on in... Uh, I think it was it was a few weeks it was a few months before we folded into LTN. We talked about the VR church. You remember right. that discussion? Uh, briefly, but y yeah, like we, bits we, of it. It was literally like a, a virtual reality. Uh, it's it almost set up like a game, you know, that you can enter in an online community game. But you go in there and you can wander around. You build your own avatar. 
and they have you seat. They have you, you know, you have greeting time and talking time, and they have you sit down just like in church. And then they have a setting to where everybody's mic is muted, and they have a sermon. But they also had like worship and they had the video, the worship video playing up there. And you're mm-hmm. seeing this in virtual reality and you're there as your avatar. The avatars were some of them were people, some of them were animals, and some of them were, you know, just all kinds of crazy different, you know, virtual reality animals. But you came as your online persona and you worshiped. And we didn't think that this was a perfect uh, church setup, but. There were some perks to it, mm-hmm. especially for people who are homebound, who cannot attend an actual church. This gives them an opportunity to kind of get out there in a way that they probably can't most times. Yeah. Uh, which I think is great. And of course, this church uh, grew exponentially during the pandemic. Mm hmm. Um, there's how oh, that was another thing that <laughs> churches had to become <laughs> virtual meeting, uh, meeting places for a while. And that didn't work nearly as well as any of the other things. <laughs> like, um, most churches had to revert to just basically recording their service and scheduling it on Facebook as like a premiere. So it was presented as live, but it wasn't live. And if it was live, then it was pretty terrible quality. Pretty mm-hmm. terrible audio, yeah. no camera switches, just kind of like one hard cam too far back. <laughs> like none of, none of it was a perfect solution. Unless your church already had like this giant production set up and, right. and all this, you just, you didn't make it out all that well during the pandemic. But still, we, we learned a lot of things and a lot of churches have moved towards that, making an online presence an important thing. Uh-huh. Uh, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, that, again, I think it depends on the situation and the people. But uh, this metaverse thing, like like we said in the intro, Facebook is going all in on this to the point where they've changed their company name. Facebook is now just a product of the company Meta, which, I mean, Facebook has been one of the biggest brand names mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. decades almost. And mm-hmm. wow. yep. for them to believe in something this much, that this is the future, you got to believe they're taking it super seriously and they're probably much further along on it than we could even think. And so I don't think that this discussion is about whether or not it's going to happen. I think it's just a matter of when now Facebook in the next year is planning to both come out with a headset that is much more comfortable to be worn at a longer period of time and not strain your eyes as much. Uh, and they're also planning to subsidize headset costs to get as many people on earth inside the metaverse. And so this world that we're living in will become less like iRobot and more like Ready Player One, where we're all in our rooms wearing goggles. So I let think me... <laughs> I feel a little less like concerned for my safety this yeah. way. Sort of. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's look at this. I got an article here from Wired that's uh, about what is the metaverse exactly exactly. Exactly. Uh, So let me just go through some of this and we'll get our basic footing and then we'll talk about in uh, our future segments, the pros, the cons, uh, and whatever other hesitations we might have. So to hear tech CEOs like Mike Zuckerberg, Mike Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg, for goodness sakes, (laughs) or Satya Nadella, I got that one right. Uh, talk about the metaverse is the future of the internet, or it's a video game, or maybe it's a deeply uncomfortable, worse version of Zoom. It's hard to say. To a certain extent, talking about the metaverse, uh, what the metaverse means, is a bit like having a discussion about what the internet means in the 1970s. The building blocks of a new form of communication were in the process of being built, but no one could really know what the reality would look like. So we're we're in... While it's true that at the time the internet was coming, not every idea of what it would look like came true. 
Like, you know, people theorized about what the internet would be mm-hmm. and it didn't always happen. And the same thing happened with every advance in technology. You right. had commercials back in the, the fifties talking about the house of the future. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that had like floating floating bubble cribs for your child that follows oh you goodness. around the house and <laughs> keeps them safe, you know? A lot of weird things like that that didn't come true, but there were a lot of things that did come true. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're doing this same thing right now with the metaverse. There is a lot of marketing hype wrapped up in the idea of the metaverse. Facebook in particular is in an especially vulnerable place after Apple's move to limit ad tracking hit the company's bottom line. So this is a difficult topic happening right now is that we're we're starting to move away as a society in the internet from like keyword based ads personal personalized ads okay because you know we think that's invasive you know how you think you're talking about something and then suddenly you get an ad for it on facebook <laughs> like listen apple's already <laughs> apple's already starting to move that away uh, because they had to. Uh, it's impossible to separate Facebook's vision of the future where everyone has a digital wardrobe to swipe through from the fact that Facebook really wants to make money selling virtual clothes. So what does the metaverse, metaverse really mean? To, to help you get a sense of how vague and complex the term the metaverse can be, here's an exercise to try. Mentally replace the phrase the metaverse in a sentence with cyberspace. Like, I, I spend most of my time on in cyberspace, which is another term for the internet. Mm-hmm. I spend most of my time in the metaverse. 90% of the time, the meaning won't really substantially change in our mind because the term doesn't really refer to any one specific type of technology, but rather a broad shift in how we interact with technology. It's entirely possible that the term itself will eventually become just as antiquated, even as uh, the specific technology it once described becomes commonplace. Broadly speaking, the technologies that make up the metaverse can include virtual reality, characterized by persistent virtual worlds that continue to exist even when you're not playing, as well as augmented reality that combines aspects of the digital and physical worlds. So that's kind of like playing uh, Pokemon Go, Mm -hmm. where you can see, you know, the real world through your camera lens, but it's putting the Pokemon characters also in that real world, but only through your phone. So imagine that technology in your goggles. So now you're not only looking through into virtual world, but say it allows you to look through the goggles into your actual world, but see augmented reality wise things in the air that you can actually interact with (laughs) in your own home. My brain hurts. We're just getting started, too. It's going to be a rough one this week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so this also, and we'll talk about this later on, but it also translates to a digital economy where users can create, buy, and sell goods. And we'll talk about what that looks like. Um, but it's difficult to parse what all this means because when you hear descriptions like those above and understandable, or understandable responses... Well, doesn't all this kind of exist already? Uh, World of Warcraft, for example, is a persistent virtual world where players can buy and sell goods. Fortnite has virtual experiences like concerts and an exhibit where Rick Sanchez can learn about MLK Jr. (laughs) You can strap on an Oculus headset and be in your own personal virtual home. Is that really what the metaverse means? Just uh, new kinds of video games? Somewhat and somewhat not. Saying that Fortnite is the metaverse could be a bit like saying Google is the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's it's barely it's scratching the surface. Yeah. Like even if you could theoretically spend large chunks of times in Fortnite, socializing, buying things, learning, playing games, that doesn't necessarily mean that it encompasses the entire scope of what the metaverse is. And on the other hand, just as it would be accurate to say that Google builds parts of the internet from physical data centers to security layers, its similarity... Uh, I'm sorry, it's similarly accurate to say that Fortnite creator Epic Games is building parts of the metaverse. It isn't the only company doing so either. Some, of course, will be done by tech giants like Microsoft and Facebook, the latter of which recently rebranded to Meta, which we talked about, to reflect this work. Um, Many other assorted companies, uh, NVIDIA, Unity, Roblox, 
uh, Snap, all are working on building infrastructure that will become the metaverse or part of the metaverse. It's at this point that most discussions of what the metaverse metaverse entails start to stall. Like we have a vague sense of what things currently exist that we could kind of call the metaverse and we know which companies are investing in the idea, but we still don't really know what it is. Meta thinks that it will include fake houses that you can invite all your friends to hang out in. Microsoft seems to think that it'll involve virtual meeting rooms to train new hires or chat with your remote coworkers. The pitches for these visions of the future range from optimistic to outright fan fiction. And at one point, Meta's presentation on the metaverse, the company showed a scenario in which a young woman is sitting on her couch scrolling through Instagram when she sees a video a friend posted of a concert that's happening halfway across the world. The video then cuts to the concert where the woman appears in an Avengers-style hologram. She is able to make eye contact with her friend who is physically there. They are both able to hear the concert, and they can see floating text hovering above the stage. And this seems cool, but it's not really advertising a real product or even a possible future one. In fact, this brings the biggest problem with the metaverse is that the idea comes to uh, <laughs> almost teleportation. Yeah. And they make, kind of make you feel like it's going to be a teleportation experience, and it's really not. You're going to be able to feel like you are places to a degree. Now, these can feel real. Have you ever played a virtual reality video game? Mm-hmm. I have. Uh, have you played a scary one? I mean... Or have you seen videos of people playing scary ones? Or like riding roller coasters in these things? I, I have seen people riding roller coasters, but I have played where I was walking on a... Like a tightrope between two buildings oh, that were, yeah. That's so scary. For me, that was scary. Yeah. That was terrifying. Someone who was afraid of heights, right. that was. And even though, even though in that experience, you knew 100% that this was a fake thing. Yeah. That your, fir your feet were firmly planted on an actual ground, that you weren't going to be falling off to your death. Mm hmm. You still couldn't quite fully convince yourself that you uh, weren't tightrope walking. No, right? I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, listen, I don't think that it helped at all with my fear and the like, I don't know, the feeling of it all. That I was on a boat while we were doing this. <laughs> so this is something on the cruise. That they uh -huh. had yeah. yeah. When Chris and I went to Alaska, just mm. he and I. Yeah. Um, yeah. They had, I mean, their entire video game room, like almost every game was some sort of virtual reality. Yeah, I think I remember seeing like an advertisement for that. Uh huh. And it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. But the, the motion <laughs> of the boat on top of feeling and thinking that I am tightrope walking was awful <laughs> it was it was terrible so like you you can be you know fail army i think is, is the first thing i think of when i think about the clips of people playing scary games yeah you see how they react in real life they're actually punching and cowering and run, running away and mm -hmm. in the process smacking their tvs or running into walls right or all kinds of things because it still kind of feels real yeah and you still get that feeling of oh my gosh if the zombie gets any closer i'm gonna die i'm going a zombie myself. to die yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> because being that immersed in something is convincing enough to feel like reality at least a little bit yeah and so imagine turning that into an office scenario where you are having a staff meeting you are sitting at a virtual table all around the table are other co-workers you are interacting just like you normally would in real life how long would you have to do meetings like that before it feels enough like reality to kind of forget that it's virtual reality. That's a hypothetical question. You don't have to answer, <laughs> but you get what I'm going, right? Like it takes you, you, you immediately feel that way when you're playing a game like that, where fear is involved. So if we take out the element of fear, 
and just put the mundane into it, it can't be much longer before this feels like this is how we do things. This is normal. This is how I interact with people. This is no different from a real life staff meeting. You know what I mean? I 100% know what you making, know what you making mean. sad realizations? <laughs> that, yes, exactly. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost wonder if it being mundane tasks would make it seem real faster. Even more so? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. So. I don't know. <laughs> so when the internet first arrived, it started with a series of technological innovations, like the ability to let computers talk to each other over great distances, the ability to hyperlink from one web page to another. These technical features were the building blocks that were used to make the abstract structures we know as the internet, website, apps, social networks, everything else that relies on those core elements. And that's to say nothing of the convergence of the interface uh, innovations that aren't strictly part of the internet, but are still necessary to make it work, like displays, keyboards, mice, touch screens with the metaverse there are some new building blocks in place like the ability to host hundreds of people in a single instance of a server uh, I, ideally future versions of a metaverse will be able to handle thousands or even millions of people at once or motion tracking tools that can distinguish where a person is looking or where their hands are and these new technologies can be very exciting and feel very futuristic but there are limitations we're we're not going to be in holodecks, you know, mm -hmm. it's not going to be Star Trek where we walk into a room and the entire world forms around us without the need of some sort of goggles or some sort of interface like that interface will have to exist. That might be bulky headsets. It might be dorky glasses. Uh, it might be things we wear on our wrist. Elon Musk thinks it's going to involve putting a chip in our brains, but we might not even have to go there. <laughs> you say we might not even have to go there <laughs> we'll talk about what i mean i'm not going there at all <laughs> good grief there's a lot of things that it's got to overcome in order to be the reality but for now there looks like there's no stopping this becoming the next evolution of technology and how we interact with it just like smartphones was the the most recent one, I think the most recent big leap in technology. Um, laptop computers, PC computers, you know, all the way back. And so, smart houses, smart <laughs> smart houses. That's the next thing. <laughs> I mean, I kind of, I I really do feel like for in a lot of ways we're already there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are set up with any sort of device mm -hmm. that can speak to your stuff. Right. But still at the same time, I think about the discussion I had with my dad is my dad was old enough to see like TV become a, a major thing and be in everybody's home. Right. Like when he was a kid mm -hmm. and I showed him my Nintendo DS when I first got it in high school and he's seeing like 3d computer animation video games in a, thing the size of a blt mm -hmm. and he's thinking if you'd have told me that something like this could have even existed ever when i was a kid i would have spat in your face yeah. <laughs> like, like the 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 idea of what we think is possible is bound by the fact that we only have what we already know is possible mm. to really expound upon we have that and we have ideas of like what Star Trek and stuff has come up with and, you know, futuristic movies and things. But what we don't have is anything else <laughs> that will one day be created that has nothing to do with any of those sci-fi things. Mm -hmm. See, I think that I sit on the opposite side, I guess, of where a lot of people sit in that I acknowledge how far technology has come, you know, and the way that you talk about having that conversation with your dad, I can remember having similar conversations with my grandparents, yeah. you know? Um, so I can, I acknowledge how far we've come technologically speaking in a very short amount of time, so to speak. 
And knowing and realizing that, it terrifies me <laughs> where we can go and yeah. where we will go. But I don't want to think about it. <laughs> well, you're gone. <laughs> That's what the metaverse is in a nutshell, based on what we can understand at this moment. But we do have a lot more to cover this week. We'll be back with more. Stick around. you think of our topic this week? Is there something we got wrong? Something we forgot? We would love for you to give us an earful. Join us at backrowdiscord.com and message us in the Respond to Show channel. Message us on the socials at the Backrow LTN or leave us a voicemail by calling 575-562-8052. What's up, nerd? You digging this podcast? Well, the audio enjoyment doesn't end there. Visit LTNOnAir.com and make LTN Radio your new go-to for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, as well as our exclusive LTN shows and podcasts, some of which air on the station before they're available anywhere else. Visit LTNOnAir.com to listen now and find the link to our app. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Backroom Morning Show. I'm Mo. And I'm Radio Matt. Before we go, we want to share our Twitter poll for the week. That's right. Since we're talking about the next evolution of VR, today's question is, how many hours a day could you live in virtual reality? So we gave you four options over there on Twitter. Uh, less than one, one to two, three to five, or five plus. What do you think the number one answer was? Three to five. Uh, no, that was number three. Really? With 10.3% of the vote. Okay. Next guess. What was the first option? Less than one. Less than one. Less than one by far. Yeah? 62.1% of awesome. our responses said they could only spend less than one hour in virtual reality at a time. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the order went in exactly the order we gave the options. So less than one was uh, first place. One to two hours came in with 20.7% of the vote. And then five plus 6.9% of the vote. Five plus hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that five the the voters who voted five plus are our <laughs> younger generation of voters, and then the ones who voted less than one are the people around our age. I don't know. I don't know. Because that might we not be are true. old. That might not be true. Yeah. We'll know. talk more about it. <laughs> Let's end with our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Matthew six twenty six. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And that's going to do it for the back row with Matt and Mo. We hope you enjoyed our discussions and hope you'll join us again for our next show. Check out lovethynerd.com. It is positively jam-packed with articles, podcasts, and videos that cover a wide range of nerdy topics. And just like any ministry, we are largely supported by those willing to partner with us financially. As one of the newest staff members of LTN and a part-time nerd culture missionary, I'm looking to build my support team to help this radio station grow and help my family financially as I pour more focus into all I get to do for Love Thy Nerd. For more information, visit lovethynerd.com slash radiomat. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise it's true. Jesus, Jesus loves, loves you, nerd. nerd. Come on.